Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Samp and Chance. I'm your host, Bobby Sampson. Joined with me, as always, as we get into the late spring and was it almost summer, man? Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, how are you, buddy? Doing good. Yourself? Pretty good. Pretty good. It is spring, but it does feel like summer, man. I'm loving it. Oh, it's beautiful. High 20s every day. No doubt. No doubt. And the only thing that I find most challenging about this weather is the weekends when... Some of these cars that are coming up are so bloody good. How do you convince the family that you need to stay home and not go outside? <laughs> I know that's the trouble, right? That's the trouble with the summer events, man. Winter, no problem, you know. Yeah. But uh speaking of events, we got well, let's just focus on one today. Let's yep. focus on Night of Champions. That's coming down this Saturday. Quick turnaround from Puerto Rico. Uh Night of Champions coming from Yeah, it's, I think it's a little too quick to be honest. Well, they've done this in the past. I mean, they're they're known yeah. to have the quick three month or three three week turnaround, and then you get the WrestleMania style where it's almost two months of a build up. So it all it all ebbs and flows, right? But I mean, they've pulled it off, I guess, in the past. And uh, um, there's some matches that haven't been announced yet, but the storytelling is kind of in place for some of it. Um, no, United yeah. Champions is not is not this Saturday. It's next Saturday. The 27th. twenty. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Pardon me. Uh, yeah. Pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. Well, why don't we look at the card anyway, since we're already talking yeah, about let's it. Yeah, let's break it down. Kind of go into it a little bit here to see what we have. I was kind of confused, too, because I'm thinking, shit, this is like a paper. That was to be way too quick. That'd be only two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pardon Three me, weeks, pardon. yeah. Pardon me, guys. Pardon me. Uh, even the great Samson makes a mistake from time to time. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's just look at the first one here. Brock versus Cody. I'm kind of curious to see. You know what? At this stage, anyways, I mean, we still have a week of build-up to go and everything, and Brock will be in the vicinity next week for Raw. I almost feel that Brock wins this match. I, I just feel that you got to give him the win. It's just like, Cody can't keep winning, and, you know, just like, how many more times is Brock going to keep losing here before he starts to lose that luster? You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with you, but I think Cody's going to win it. I don't know how he's going to do it. Cheap shot him again, get a quick win, and be like, this is the build-up to Cody Versus Seth probably at this at the for the, the new Raw belt I think so I think Cody's gonna get over I don't know how he does it but it'll be a crazy finish almost like last time that backlash yeah yeah you know just like I don't know I mean the, I want Brock to win but that's how I yeah, see yeah the chair shot or or doing something illegal something is like really that. in his wheelhouse I mean the way they got it done that time was with the exposed turnbuckle and Brock doing himself in and with the Kimura pin. So they could always send hard. outside interference in and start a new battle with Brock. Whoever interferes against Brock to lose, then this is a new dancing partner. So I don't know. I just don't think Brock's going to win. How many times have you ever seen a face come down to attack a heel to start a feud? Not much. Hmm. But you never know in wrestling. Do they do so many things that doesn't make any sense anymore? So I don't know. Right on, right on. Uh, either way, I see Cody taking this one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that that's potentially something we can both agree on here i just don't know how it's going to happen but you know yeah it just doesn't you know i'm not sure let's talk about this one seth rollins aj styles the inaugural um world title here the new one um do you know that seth is setting a record here by participating in this match no what's the record in the 60-year history of the wwf wwf and wwe uh, he is the only person to compete for the inaugural NXT title, the inaugural Universal, and now this one. So he's the first person to ever compete for three new titles in, in one kind of run. 
for what it's worth. I don't know. That's the story that's going out there. I thought it was kind of cool. Chant, you froze. Are you I'm back? still here. Are you still yeah, here? Right here. Yeah, yeah. So, like I was saying, uh, Seth is going to be competing in this match, being the only person to ever compete in two other inaugural matches the NXT title and that of the Universal title. He competed in those inaugural for to crown the first champion. I thought you were going to say Seth is setting a record for the one of the men to wear some of the most goofiest outfits ever in history, but that, that one I didn't know that one. So, I wasn't well, sure. I mean, going. His his costumes are his costumes. I think I'm so used to them now. I don't. They don't even faze me. I think after the clown shoes, I kind of gave up. Yeah, it's like sometimes <laughs> it looks cool. It's different, but sometimes it's utterly ridiculous. No, some of that puffy stuff he does. You know, I'm not sure yeah. about the big puffy stuff and the clown shoes. But well, I think I think him and Becky are sharing clothes sometimes. And they must be, man. I mean, the well, I think Becky is smaller, but I'm sure they have the same uh, Taylor steamstress whatever they have they have the same taste in clothes we'll put it that way yeah um it's gonna be a good match though well i i think this is how it's gonna go down i the match is gonna be awesome this could be mm. the match of the night in my opinion i mean when you have those could two be. caliber guys i mean guys that tend to have to carry the other guy usually have the best matches right i mean here are two guys that carry everyone and, uh, you know, just to see these two guys to work again, I think it's going to be a great match. I feel Seth is going to walk away with it, though. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, I think That's Seth is going to be the inaugural champion there. And I think that opens the door for AJ to be the feud for Roman over on the SmackDown side. Uh, I think AJ has one more run in him, and I think this is going to be the start of that run. Um, not to say that he's going to win the title or anything. I don't think Roman is going to lose the title. Not I don't even... Dude, I don't even think he's going to lose it to anyone, even up into WrestleMania 40. He's going to be champion past 40. Could be. I, I have a feeling, because right now he sits number six on the all-time list of world champions, right? And, um, you know, he'll pass Pedro. But if he goes on to keeping the title, he has the potential of passing Hogan, who's sitting at like 1,400 in some days. And they always want to set new records in wrestling, so I can see that happening. Yeah, well, potentially this could be that reign, right? So, I mean, you know, let's see. Maybe the least popular, longest reigning champion of all time would be Roman Reigns. He's definitely not as popular as Hogan and some and Cena and all those guys, that's for sure. He's got his following, but he's not like, uh, he's not selling out the arenas. You're going because of the name WWE. It's not just be, to see Roman where before you go, I want to see Hogan or I want to see John Cena, you know? He's not He's not on that level. He's great, well, but he's just not on that level of popularity. Well, they're trying I mean, to you sell- go into a WWE event, you see what? 100, 200 people wearing Roman Reigns shirts, if that. Well, I mean, they're, they're trying to sell them as such, right? So, you know, that's just kind of what they're doing with it and what have you. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, they like I was saying, they're just trying to sell it like that. You know, we just kind of have to go with it and see where they're going to go. I mean, no, I, no, I, I get kinda, why they're doing it. I'm just saying, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, Reigns not, not selling a lot of tickets. Well, he's not selling right. much, man, right? I mean, no. That brings me to this point. Like when I look at Roman Reigns and the the reign that he's had, I'm curious, and I don't have these numbers in front of me, and I'll look them up, and you know, we'll we'll try to I'll try to bring them up on the next episode here. But I'm curious to see how many times. Yes, wrestling scripted. Yes, we know what it is. But I'm curious to see how many times Bruno defended the title in that ring. How many times Hogan defended that title in that ring? Um, you know, I just figure. Because at that time, they were running, you know, monthly shows at MSG and what have you. Mm-hmm. So those guys ran busier schedules. Definitely a lot more than Roman did. Right? They, sure. they may not have been on TV all the time, but they were definitely defending that title on the weekends, especially 
during the territory times where you know Madison Square Garden was their home base. Yeah. I mean, what territory could claim greatest stadium ever, right? So yeah, um, and, and Bruno would defend that almost every weekend. So I'm curious to see how many times all these guys on this top five list have defended the title. What would you play that? I don't even know the number, but it's going to be 10 to 20 times more than Roman. Roman defends it every couple months. These guys would do it a few times a month. So, yeah, it's not even close. We got to look at yeah. the number, the exact number, but way, Bruno and Hogan way more. Like you said, not all the shows were on TV. Now everything's on TV, right? So it would I definitely be a way, lot higher. Than Hogan, so. I think the way they kept Hogan as an attraction is the formula for the attraction at that mm. level. Uh, keeping them off TV, not having anything to do, and just kind of randomly showing up and exerting your force. You know, I get it. I understand what they're trying to sell and everything. But at least with Hogan, you got you, you got promos. You got uh, tidbits here and there. You got little things that always kind of just kept your appetite. And when he yeah. did finally get into that ring and defend the title, it was a moment. It was exciting. Yeah, you're excited to see it. Where Roman just kind of shows up, you know, once here there there's really no promos there's really nothing to kind of build up i wish they would do more of that that's just my the thing with roman reigns is he's i like him he looks good and he's a good wrestler but he's maybe one of the most boring champions they've ever had he just he's just dull he doesn't have any much personality really he's just kind of he looks good and he works good but he's just like he needs his whole crew with him he can't really talk well i mean he's dull well, I tell you what, you, man, give, you mean, give Roman the mic by himself and let him talk for five minutes. He's going to be lost at sea. Okay, I'll tell you this though. I, I'll, I'll be I'll be honest. I would have completely agreed with everything you said three years ago. Uh, but after that Cena feud, where Cena took him to the woodshed, literally took him to the woodshed, and um, mm-hmm. you know he he's he's improved leaps and bounds since that time. Oh, he's gotten better, but right? he's just not he's just not like a superstar character. He's he's a good worker, but. He just does. He's not exciting. He's just like, oh, it's Roman, whatever. He comes out cool. If he doesn't, whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? He's just like, that's how I see it. I, don't, I just don't see people getting excited about the guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, he does what he does, but he doesn't have classic matches. He doesn't have a classic promo that I can even think of. It's just like he's there. He wins. He looks good. He works hard. But that's about all I can think of when I think of Roman Reigns, yeah. myself at least. Well, no, you're you're not far off. I mean, right. he is a top guy. I mean, there's really yeah, no I know, I get why no, he is. He looks good. There, there is no one there right now at his level. Uh, I, I feel that if you took this guy's mic skills, this guy's ring work, this guy's that, then you'd have the next guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, I I think he's improved leaps and bounds. He's 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 come along. Yeah, he's gotten better. Started. So I mean. I don't know what more they're going to do with him, but like I said, I think AJ's his next feud. I think that's just the way it's going to play out. He's just going to kind of come back for the bigger pay-per-views, the bigger names, you know, so you probably see him yep. fight four or five times a year. I think before Night of Champions, he is fighting on one house card, so I seem to see the pattern here. He'll do yeah. one house show before the pay-per-view. Just to get like a tune-up, get real just to, like, ready a for tune it. Up. Exactly, right? So he's got a tune-up coming up before he goes to Saudi Arabia for this match. Um, with the tag team title match, we didn't even get to that yet, right? So on Monday, it was announced that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will be defending their titles, not against the Usos, but Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns. Now, this story is getting more and more interesting now, right? It's just, it's kind of fun. Like, you're getting both Usos are getting kind of, you know, kicked out of this thing here. Um, 
who knows, man? Maybe Jay Uso is that guy. They're building it up to be right. Like, I mean, yeah, you saw that on on SmackDown the way that you know Jimmy was kind of acting, and Jay had to be the strong one. And um, you know, they're they're really getting pushed to the limits here. I don't know what their breaking point is going to be. It's going to be. I, I don't like this tag team match for the simple fact you're having a match that you know Reigns and Solo aren't going to win. They're not going to take the tag team belt, so why have it? When you know there's no chance of them winning, so to me it's 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 a cool story that's building, like you said. But why have the match when there's zero chance they win those belts? Well, I mean, then again, here it's we just are. like it's terrible okay. booking in my book. Like, okay, they're giving us matches. We know the outcome, right? Do we though? Like you said earlier, like we talked about, they're Brock not going to win the belts. But no you way. never know, though, right? But how many times? You know, many many times, ninety nine times out of hundred, we're always right, right? Mm-hmm. But I always like to, you know, err on the side of caution. Why make a match? Like, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt as well. There has to be a reason for this match. Yeah, they're I mean, building a story, but it's like, you want to go into a match where you're not sure what's going to happen. You might most likely going to win. This is like a no-brainer here. This no, is no, the no, easiest no. match to call. They're, they're going to win uh, Sammy and Kevin, right? Right, right. They probably will win, but how they win is probably what's going to build up the story. Do the Usos come out and try to lend a hand to help them and, in essence, cost them the match? which makes their situation. Remember, a lot of times matches happen not for the match itself, but to further the storyline, right? I mean... Yeah, but when you got belts on the line and you know there's no chance, it's like, what, it's a dud. Yeah, but I mean, you know what? Like I don't look... no belts on the line, I would get it. I don't look at... I don't look at Knight of Champions as, you know, that type of, you know, Knight of Champions card, No, I know, so but why speak, book it? Right? Like they need because better creative minds. They gotta think, book right? something they, they something because they can finally get Zane into the country. No, I know. I'm not they right? can have a match. Put them against somebody else. You know Reigns solo are not gonna win the belt, so why do it? Let them do defend the titles, but against another team, I, I would say. Because it's not even like we know what's gonna happen. Maybe Uso will cost in the match, they'll build a story, but it's like there's no chance of them taking those belts. But to me, it's a dud. Might be a yeah. good match, but you like to have some sort of uh, mystery, right? And we know what's gonna happen. So to me, it takes away from it. Well, I mean, how I see this, it. No, that's fine, man. But based on your logic and your thinking, my friend, every match on this card is a waste of time because we pretty much know the outcome of all of them. Well, no, <laughs> but this is a guarantee. Like, me and Brock could be Cody, possibly Seth and AJ. You don't know, but this one, I can guarantee you, Sammy and Kevin walk out with the belt. So to me, it's like, right, it doesn't but, have any excitement, you know? No, no, fine. But like I said, though, it, the match doesn't necessarily have to be the match for that purpose, it could just be there to serve. The purpose of that storyline where the Uzas, like I said, yeah, that's what come doing. out, right. and that's all it's going to do, right? Plus, it gives the people the chance yeah, to why, see Roman. To me it's just why is it? It's a right. Well, no, me. like why is not Roman defending? Right, like it's not a champions. Roman should be defending. Well, if I was in charge, he probably would be, but I'm not in charge. But right, right, but that's what I'm saying. Match. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to go back and forth on this. Um, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong in in terms of what you think of. It the should match be an quality. exciting match, but I like yeah, yeah. I like a match where you know what can happen, right? Yeah, that's me. No, no, fair play. Talk to you. And this is the next match we're looking at. Then we're looking at the Intercontinental Championship match: Gunther versus Mustafa Ali. Uh, I know they want to give Mustafa Ali a push here. This might kind of elevate him to becoming a face now, going up against Gunther. Yeah. Uh, Gunther, I think wins. Um, I think so. But, you know, I think Kinther wins. I think Kinther keeps the title, keeps it going. Uh, surprisingly enough, Austin Theory does not have a match on this card yet. Yeah, interesting. Eh? Like, I mean, I'm not sure why, but I guess it's only so many matches they can have. Maybe they'll well, give him one at SmackDown, maybe. 
Well, see, no, because I mean, like well, think about it. We we still have three more matches potentially to be announced for this card, right? We're looking at the Raw Women's Championship, Bianca versus Asuka. Yeah. We're looking at a potential match between Rhea Ripley and Natalia, which they've kind of been building slowly. So it won't come to a shock to anyone if they announce these matches next week or yeah. on, the, on, on this Friday SmackDown and Monday coming up, right? Um, also, we have the Women Tag Team's title, as we saw on, was it Raw? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Natalia, or sorry, Shayna and um, Shayna and Ronda came out, beat the tar out of uh, Raquel. So that could be t- potential. Too bad Ronda slipped on that kick too. Eh? She lost her footing. That was a bad, uh, bad spot. I know, I know it happened. So, but I mean, she recovered, right? Yeah. Um. So those are three more potential matches. So I mean, in essence, the universal title hasn't is not going to be defended, uh, just based on the tag team match. And you're not going to get the U.S. title at the moment, anyways. Anything can change. We, we know, but yeah, there's really nothing he's got going on right now in terms of anyone. Really. I mean, and I don't want to see him and Lashley go at it again. No, they've done that too much. Yeah, it doesn't look like he's going to have a match. Or make might throw something together last minute, but as it stands now, I don't think we'll see Austin Theory United Champions. Uh, Trish Stratus against. The or so Trish Stratus against the man Becky Lynch thoughts. I'm actually excited for this match. I think it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it should be good things. Trish can still go for you know mid to late 40s. She looks great. Right. Should be a fun match. She's gonna she's gonna push um push Becky, that's for sure. No, that's gonna be be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. I don't know how this one's gonna play out, but I think this one's hard to call. Well, if I'm booking it, I'm I'm booking it for Trish just to keep the story going. Yeah. I mean, unless Trish isn't coming back. Then you close it off here. But if there's more to this, then you know I I would kind of guess that it'd be better for Trish to go over. I don't think it hurts. I don't think it hurts Becky in in any way. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it, yeah. man. That's that's United Champion. That's what we have for United Champion so far. Um, stories of the week. Stories of the week. What do we have going on here? Uh. So, I have a feeling Seth Rollins' first opponent, first challenger, will be Drew McIntyre. I sure hope not, but you could be right. Well, he was drafted to Raw, Mm -hmm. and he hasn't been since he hasn't been seen since he got pinned by Gunther at Mania. That's true. Right, he hasn't been on Raw yet since being drafted to Raw, and I have a feeling that he may become heel Drew, or become heel Drew, as he feuds with Seth for this title. Yeah, you, I think you're right. I'm not disagreeing with that. I just hope. No, I don't really want to see that, but yeah, it's looking like it. Well, I mean, who else would you go up against right now on Raw? Who Drew? No, 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 not Drew. Uh, Seth, who would you put? Who would you think? I'm not putting you on the spot. But if Seth does win, who would be the first program? Do you think? Yeah. Probably, yeah, it could be Drew. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they I throw a young guy at him. Maybe. To be fair, that Drew feud would be very fresh. They have not touched. They have not spoken. They have not been on the same screen. I don't think for at least over a year, if not longer, yeah. man. Right, their paths I, would like have see, not I would like to see a young guy go with them, right? Instead of some of the older guys doing it all again, but 
yeah, you're probably right. Probably will be Drew. Well, when we look at the young guys, who could, who are the potential young guys? Do you see challenging him though? I would throw. I would just give the guy a chance. Maybe a guy like Bronson Reed, give him a shot at it, see if it works good. If the program's not going good, Seth can beat him, and you can scrap it. Maybe somebody like that. Give the young guy a shot, see what he can do. No, he won't yeah. win the belt, but give him that championship experience. I don't know. He's a little bit early, a little bit young, but. I don't know. Just instead of seeing Drew always going for the belt, right? Like Drew's good, but I'd like to see some new faces come up. Um, last time he chased the belt was uh, Clash of the Castle. So, yeah, I mean, it's almost been a year since he's had anything going but Drew's, on. But Drew's safe. You know they're going to produce a good program. I'm not knocking the guy, but yeah, yeah. I think this is something different. Well, Push I mean, let him, let him do Bronson Reed. You don't want to see Brock and Seth again. No, you're not I mean, going to see but, Brock and Seth, but, you know, I, I think... I think that's just a safe feud to start with and then, you know, kind of go from there. Yeah, I'd love to see Bronson Reed compete for it at one point. See what he can do. But, again, I, I like to see just a little bit more of Bronson. Uh, build up your name a little bit more. Build up the character. And then go for it, right? Not necessarily say he's going to win it. But yeah. it's a good it's a good start for him in terms of getting a feel for it, getting an understanding of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know, definitely. I, I would love to see that. Um Potential heel turns happening in the WWE. We didn't really touch on this. The Asuka versus Bianca match, which hasn't been announced yet, but there are rumors and speculation that Bianca may turn heel after this. She might lose, actually, at Night of Champions. Uh, There is talk of putting the strap, taking it off of her after her 400-day-plus run. Um, Asuka as champion, I like it. Uh, 400 days. What do you think, man? Do you think I say that she take good? it off or let Oscar see what she can do with it, turn Bianca heel and let's see what she can do. Let's see what kind well, of real talent she has. I think she does have a lot of talent, but to do face and heels, it takes special people to be successful at both. Not many can do that. But here's where I'm gonna throw in a wrench to it. I don't think she turns heel alone. I think the street profits turn heel as well. So not saying it's gonna happen anytime soon, but I watch yep. in the next couple of months, I have a feeling. I've been calling for this for a while. I think the profits are going to turn here, man. The profits are going to turn because you see them now. They come out and they're they're there. You see them, but they're not being pushed the way they were being pushed with the backstage segments and everything else. They're just kind of coming out. They're coming to a breaking point. I have a feeling that, you know, as faces, they haven't been able to win the titles. They haven't been able to do this and that. And, you know, yeah, they're going to get angry. That'd be cool. I'd like to see that. And so, yeah. So that's basically, um, you know, something else that I've been hearing on. Uh, Money in the Bank, that's coming up next. The names that I've heard for this match so far, Bobby Lashley, Matt Riddle, the man who does not get punished for anything. Damian Priest and Ali Knight are the confirmed names so far that I know of. Uh, Cody Rhodes, Gunther, Finn Balor, Chad Gable, and Edge are potentials for the match. So right now, we're looking at Bobby Lashley, Matt Riddle, Damian Priest, and Ali Knight out of those four. Who's the most deserving? I'd have, it's I'm probably going to go... be Riddle because it's definitely not LA Knight. It's probably going to be Matt Riddle. I think I'm, I was going to go LA Knight. Yeah, maybe. Uh, for me, it's between LA Knight and Matt Riddle based on those four names. Yeah, I'd say Matt Riddle, but it could be LA Knight. Right? I mean, okay, so I don't understand. Like, nothing. I haven't heard of any uh, repercussions or any kind of discipline handed down to Matt for... For, for the social media profile that he... he kind of died off, so I think he's just going to skate free. Lucky guy, eh? Wow. It's all about the media. The media didn't like him. They, they see him as a cool, hippie, stoner guy. They didn't like his personality. 
they would be dogging them. All these dirt shoe riders would be dogging them every day, but they don't really write about it anymore. You can go on a wrestling site and not even hear about it right now. It's kind of funny because I was watching the Battle Royal on Raw and I'm watching and I'm watching. I'm thinking, oh my God, how did this guy end up in the, like, do, do you even make it to the final four of a Battle Royal? You know, they have to have faith in you, right? You don't necessarily yeah. have to oh, win yeah. it. But to get to that final four, like that, that shot in the ring of all four guys in the corner, you know, those are always killer shots. Those are always killer, killer takes to get. So to be a part of that, that just shows that they still have faith in the guy, right? I'm yep. just, I'm just waiting for the backlash to come about Mandy Rose, though. Like all these groups that are going to complain that it wasn't fair and she was treated, you know, unfairly and blah blah blah, being let go for having that, and he's okay to do that. Like I, that's what I'm waiting for. She was for. let go for OnlyFans. She was like, it wasn't OnlyFans. It was some other. Like I guess ever since OnlyFans came out, there's been a lot of spinoffs, right? But, but um, it's funny, like yeah, they, you know, Manny Rose gets let go, but yet we champion out Mike Tyson on AW and WWE. We cheer the guy. He's done way worse than Manny Rose has ever done. Manny Rose has ever done. So it's like, if they like you, the media will let it slide. They don't like you, they'll crush you, pretty much, right? That's what they do. That's what they do. I feel I bad mean, for Mandy because she did nothing wrong, right? It's private, it's her own thing. She wasn't hurting uh, anybody, you know. I, I don't feel bad for her, man. She's making more money doing what she's doing now than she ever did in the WWE. No, I know she's making more money, but she loves wrestling, right? She probably she'll probably get the AEW or something here eventually, or Impact will take her. Somebody will yeah. get her. You know what? Everyone comes back at some point, right? I mean, it, it is what it is. But to be fair, I think if she had come clean with everything that she was doing. It was I'm how sure. she handled it and keep it. Exactly. Home, exactly. Right? right. Like, I don't know. Like, okay. Do you have people that work under you? Are you a supervisor to people? Hypothetically? Am, yeah. Right. Okay. So would you rather want to hear something about your employee directly from your employee opposed to hearing it on the news or social media? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I get why they got rid of her. I just, yeah, it's crappy. Right? How it went. You're right. You know, you know, it's just from that perspective, you know, it's just kind of like, okay, what are you saying about the company then when the company is also learning about it as everyone else? The company should have already known this, right? Absolutely, yeah. It's like it's like I look at life this way, right? I'm not saying, you know, for myself, I don't have any demons. I don't have any, you know, bad issues. But whatever I enjoy, everything I like, my family knows. So as, as far as I'm concerned, as long as my family knows... You know, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks sort of a deal. And same in this scenario, as long if you're doing something like this at that level and you're a part of a company, that's a juggernaut. Yeah, you got to tell them. You just got to tell them. At that level, yes. Right? Worst comes to worst, what happened is going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, with Triple H and everything, running it, they have a bit more empathy. You know, He's a little most... more younger, a little more hip, a little more cool. Well, yeah, he, cool. ha- he has cool a bit on. more empathy. He has a bit more understanding of how the generation works. However, right? do you think that what X-Pac did with China in that video is why Vince never gave X-Pac a job back or what? He lets him come out, but he doesn't, give, he doesn't employ him. No, probably. probably. You know, and he's a but, bit of a, bit of a, you know, he's a little different. But, like, it's just like I think when that video will come out, he'll come out for Raws and stuff, special events, but he's never had a job like Michael's guys have. Maybe it's because of that video. Well, potentially, but, I mean, you know, that's I don't know. the kettle calling the pot black but i mean they're all they're all guilty of their own shit man it just i guess the only thing is is when you get caught that's when you're exposed right obviously that goes for that question right but none of these guys are saints 90 percent of them aren't i'm not saying all of them but 90 percent of them have skeletons upon skeletons and a lot of the guys that have all the skeletons are guys from our generation who didn't have social media right 
They're I don't more... know if they're clean. They've got to be more cautious. Well, they don't, they don't go to the bars and get in fights like they used to and goof around like that anymore. No, they're no, having, no, they're no. Different times. No, different time, different time. And that, and, yeah. and we talked about that. That shift in that generation started with Edge and Christian. They never went out partying afterwards, right? Yeah. They went back to the hotel to read. Mm-hmm. And now you got guys like AJ and stuff. Yeah, he's about the same age as Edge and all those guys. But all they want to do is play video games. Yeah. Right? So they carry their consoles around. They go back to their hotel and they, they play video Which games. Which is great. But I think that that kind of appeals to the cool factor. In our day, the guys, they go to the bar, they'd fight. They look cool. They'd have the women. They'd be jacked up, muscular. They talk cool. They look cool. Edge and AJ guys are great wrestlers, but they don't look cool. They don't act cool. And I think that hurts the popularity of wrestling. I'm not saying you had to go drink at the bar and be cool, but in our day, like, wow, you see the well, size of did You see the size, you know what I mean? It was cool factor. There's no well, cool factor anymore. In our day, up until the infamous curtain call, kayfabe was real. Mm-hmm. You know, to the point where faces traveled with faces only, even though your mm-hmm. best friend could have been the heel guy. You know, the heels took one bus, the faces took a separate bus. The heels went to one bar. The faces went to another bar. They could yeah. never mingle together sort of a deal, right? So I think a lot of it has to do with that from our generation. Um, yeah. You know, that that sense of, of, of realness. And because at that time, portal video games weren't really a thing. You know what I mean? And most of these guys didn't fly. They drove everywhere yeah. they went. So it wasn't, and, and I mean, there wasn't, what, five stations on TV at the time? So yeah. what else did these guys have to do? And the knowledge and everything. I mean, if you think about it, every generation got smarter from the other generation. Yeah, these guys are better to their bodies. They don't do the steroids. Right? They still do, but not as much. They don't do the pills. Right, but just... if, you, if, you, if you look at the wrestlers from the 50s, compare them to the 60s wrestlers, those 60 guys were probably in better condition than the 50 guys. And the mm-hmm. 70 guys better than the... You know what I mean? Like you saw everything kind of just evolve, evolve, evolve to the point now where... You don't need a Percocet. You don't need a Valium. You don't need, you know, these drugs and alcohol to take care of your aches and pains. I mean, mm. they they got coaching staffs. It's like every sport now. Training camp. They're a lot smarter now. Absolutely. Athletes yeah. in general, right? I mean, hockey training camp legitimately was training camp. Mm-hmm. Right. These guys yeah, would they're come a lot back. Smarter than bodies. Remember, Definitely. Keith the truck used to come back like two hundred and eighty pounds, two hundred and sixty pounds near the end. Oh yeah, and then, he's a big dude, man. Right, and then he had like, and then he came down to like two hundred five or something, like not healthy, but but that was training camp. And in the seventies, yeah. man, they played almost how many preseason games in the NFL? It was like a separate season before the season even started. I know it's crazy. They definitely right? work a lot smarter now and train better. Well, they they train year round, right? And same with the wrestlers. I mean, they're all they're all working hard year round, and uh, you know, just they have the right. When's the, when's the next cool wrestling to come out? I guess John Cena was well, he was hated too, but he was the last cool guy to come out. We haven't seen a real cool guy that's been a big hit with the kids and teenagers. I don't know who that could be. Maybe a guy on the roster that's young, but right now I don't see it. Well, I mean, I think the closest the closest I see it right now, uh, once he finishes being a heel and he makes that turn which I think is going to happen this year at some point, if they're going to put him on that path, is Austin Theory. Could be Austin, maybe Cody, maybe. Uh, well, no, uh, we're, we're talking about young and up and coming. Yeah, Cody's super young, halfway yeah, theory, through, I guess. Right? You know, like, I mean, it has to be someone, in my opinion right now, I'm looking, and this could be a shot in the dark, but I have, I, I look at Braun Breaker, and when he does come up, I have a feeling he could be potentially someone of that stature as well. Could be. 
he has that kind of thing about him, right? If Bronson Reed had a little more personality, maybe he doesn't have much personality. He's a great worker, but he's a little more charisma, you know? Well, more... you know what? When he was a face, he did have a lot more charisma. Did he? Oh, absolutely. I think it's just the way he's trying to build the character. Maybe Montez Ford, if he could get, you know, he's got the work. He's got, he could work like amazing. Maybe it could be him. It he gets a little more him. better it on the could stick. Be him. I think, you know, Montez is someone that we could potentially look at as well. But if we're talking about younger talents, I keep going down to look at where what's happening at NXT and who's kind of coming up. Uh, I do like that Grayson Waller. I think yep. he's really fun. Uh, I don't know if he has that potential, but I'm kind of locked on Austin Theory, Braun Breaker right now. As your, I hope it's off. But well, I mean, I hey just, man, they're giving him every chance, and the, the he's got the boss man behind him. He's got everybody behind him. So if he can't do it, he's got nobody to blame but himself because they're giving him every shot, right? Well, whether they gave every shot to. Uh, Roman as well, right? So, I mean, it took oh, yeah. him a little while to figure it yeah. out and whatnot. But I just have this feeling that when I look at Theory, he has all the tools that you need he and he's believable. And that's what I think made Cena work so well. He was he was normal height, 6'1", yeah. 6'2", right? Yeah. The average height, I'm 6'1", so, you know, maybe an inch, an inch and a half taller than I am. Yeah. Um, realistic body shape for the most part for the yeah. most part and the message dressed like a regular guy too didn't dress crazy no crazy no. gimme Seth no. Rollins outfits you could wear John Cena's stuff down the street kind of thing he had the jeans right. and the shirt you right. know right and the hustle yeah. loyalty respect the catchphrases and everything those are things that you can kind of build off of right mm -hmm. I have the feeling when I look at Austin Theory and Braun Breaker they possess those same quality same kind of qualities they do. uh with Braun, I think it's more evident that you could push it that way now. Uh, but he's doing an amazing job as a heel right now down on, on uh, NXT. I, I'm almost enjoying his heel work more than I'm enjoying his face work right now down there. Um, but yeah. He'll be up to the big roster soon. I think he comes up after SummerSlam. I think they kept him down. They were going to bring him up now, but he had just turned heel recently. So keep him down there, build up that heel persona and bring him up. Uh, you know, kind of as a swerve to someone, whoever Seth is defending against at SummerSlam. Yeah. You know, comes out and he kind of costs them the match or whatever the case may be, right? Uh, so that's where I kind of see Braun kind of fitting in. But potentially right now, I'd have to say it's between um it's between it's between age it's between um Theory and um Braun Breaker, in my opinion. And yeah. uh, you Indeed. know, and who else I really like right now? JD McDonough. Keep yeah, an eye on him. him. Keep an eye yeah, on that kid. Him. I like him. That yeah, guy, good. that guy, he's not a sleeper. He's going to be good. He's but, good. You know, but he's another potential. See what happens. He gets to the big show, though, right? He's there. He came out. Yeah, he's up. He started, he's starting a feud with Dolph Ziggler. He was a part of that 30 man battle royal. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And... You don't see Dolph on TV that much anymore either. Well, Dolph's been doing everything. If you think about it, Miz and Dolph are two guys that everyone should listen to. Everybody in that locker room, except the guys of their level or, or mm -hmm. their age or their tenure, sorry. Uh, I think everyone should keep listening to those well, two those guys. guys. Those guys know how to get along. They know how to keep the boss happy. They know how to do what they're told and keep the money flowing. That's that's part of the business too, right? That's a part of the business, but their longevity. Watching, We've seen a lot of cuts, right? And mm -hmm. we've questioned some of the people that have been cut. 
And like, oh my God, how could you have cut that guy? Or how could you cut that guy? But you never have ever, I mean, it's obvious, obviously, but you yeah. never even hear the name Mike Mazzani or, or Dolph Ziggler. You know what I mean? Like you don't hear the Miz or the Dolph ever being mentioned in those conversations. Yeah. And, you know, these are two guys, well, Dolph had more of an indie background, but Miz is the epitome. I don't know if there's another guy outside of wrestling who can come in the way he did and have the career that he's produced, two-time Grand Cham champion. I don't think he gets enough credit, man. I'm sorry. I hate to say it. But... He will. When he's all said and done, you look back on it. People will give him the credit. It's one of those kind of situations where you don't appreciate it until they're gone kind of thing. No, for sure. For sure. All right, man. I tell you what. So we, we've kind of, you know, battered and bantied and chattered and talked about a lot of different things here. But ultimately... Yeah. Why don't we just see how the rest of the uh, next two shows play out and we'll make yeah. our predictions next week. Um, on that note, do you have any top fives or anything you want to throw at me? I do. Are you ready? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's hear about the top five wrestlers that you'd like to interview on our show. Top five wrestlers that I want to interview on our show. Uh, I would love to talk to Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that's my number one too. Yeah, Hulk Hogan would be an awesome, awesome interview. I would, l- dead or alive, Alive, that we uh, can actually do. Yeah. Uh, okay. 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 Uh, Hogan would definitely be one. I want to talk to Triple H. Are you smart? Good I think I think Triple H would be really really fun to talk to. Um, I would also like to have on our show at some point, if possible. And you may not like it or not, but I would love to have Sami Zayn on. Yeah, um, I think Fox I first. think the conversation him and Kevin Owens together I think would be really good. Uh, we're gonna have some good Canadian content. You can't, you can't always interview everybody that you're a huge fan. Sometimes you interview guys that are cool. You just like, yeah, whatever. It's an interview. You don't have to be their biggest fans always either, right? No, no. But I'm just, I love their story. I yeah, love that'd be it, cool. you know. So, so you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not basing it on fandom. I'm basing it on stories and stuff. Huh? Yeah, on like what they could talk about their stories. Yeah, their stories. You know, like being Canadian guys and stuff like that. You know, just to keep the little Canadian content in there, my man. I mean. Yeah. What if the CRTC finds out that we don't have any Canadian content? We can get fucked. Um, we got Molitor and Cody. Oh, well, yeah, we did. <laughs> we got two so far, right? But we yeah. we haven't. I mean, well, I guess that we've had some body. Canadian. Well, we've had some Canadian wrestlers and yeah. stuff like that too. But um, yeah, so I, I I think just for the Canadian content, I would love to talk to those two guys. Um, MJF would be a really really fun interview. Yeah, and. CM Punk. CM Punk? I think CM Punk oh, would be a he's not grumpy and moody that day. Well, regardless of what he is, man, I think I would love to, I would love the challenge of talking to someone like him. Yeah, it'd be fun. Right? That would be the fun. I think that would be the number one for me just because I think he would probably bring out the biggest challenge for us. The one thing I'd have to say to him, it's just being objective, right? I'd have to say, you said when you came to AEW, it was like, uh, what do you say, Holland Nash or Hogan coming to WCW? And I'm looking at the ratings, Mr. Punk, and, and they had seven to eight times the viewers that you had there. That's a false statement. I have to call him on that. And then he'd get so pissed off and he'd take off. He, he spends a lot of lies, that guy. I appreciate it. But if we were to get CM Punk on the show, all I'd ask you to do, my friend, my brother, is save those questions for the last two or three. Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't. That's not something he dropped right away. Wait at the very end. <laughs> right? He might be like, he might like it. He does like a little little banter. Right? It's hard no, to say. No, with no. Like, I, I he's so moody and so grumpy and well, so see, miserable. that's what I find so challenging and so interesting about yeah. him. Like easy interviews are fine because they're easy, 
Yeah. But interviews, like, for example, when we sat down with Jerry, for example. You don't know where yeah. that, how that could go. Well, we had to work for it. Yeah. We we had to steer it. We had to guide it. We literally, if you can picture it, we're all three of us are sitting in a rowboat. Mm -hmm. And we're going against, you know, we're, we're hitting some rapids. And he's sitting there with his hands, you know, together while we're trying to, you know, navigate the rapids. And, and you know, he's just kind of bouncing with us. We've had a couple interviews like that. And who would have thought that'd be our second highest viewed sh show on YouTube? Ironically enough. Yeah, really but I just, I think that's an testament to us as well. Like, we're mm -hmm. able to kind of wrangle guys in. But walking like, out of there, you thought it was good, but it wasn't going to hit like it hit. That's what I thought. I thought it was good. I thought it was fun. I thought it was good for the fact that it was different. We did something very different. We talked yeah. in a wrestling ring. We set it up as such. I mean, for a first go, considering not having any idea of what to expect, what it was going to look like, you know, I mean, you go mm. in there and you see it like, okay, this is how it's going to play out. Bring way too much equipment because you don't know what you're going to use, what you're going to need. Yeah. So, you know, now that we have a better idea of it and what we need and what we don't need, I think, you know, things will just get smoother. And as yep. we go here, any wrestlers, anyone listening to the show, if you guys want to, you know, maybe, you know, we, we can get you guys all together and we can do something in that ring. And, you know, with Jerry's blessing, obviously, yeah. Um, you know, we, we can figure some stuff out there, but yeah, overall, man, I tell you what, we, we have, um, I guess outside of the Lomo match, we got nothing going on this weekend then. Not really, you know, Lomo and right. man, still rodeo. Well, yeah, yeah, we've got the rodeo. Carlito's going to be at the rodeo. So if you guys are in Cloverdale this weekend, the Cloverdale rodeo is happening as we are going into the May long weekend this weekend too, Mr. Michaels. Yeah, so a long weekend, the rodeo, Carlito, um, Lomo and Haney. Looks like a fun weekend here, man. Yeah, can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Beautiful yeah, weather. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it, man. We're in the final stretch of this crazy week. Uh, only Chad knows what I'm talking about here. Yeah. But uh, we're 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 motoring along. And nothing's going to stop us. We can make sure we get this content out to you all. So on that Absolutely. note, my name is Bobby Sampson, joined as always with my man. Is that a Looney Tune shirt? A what? Looney Tune. It's a Michael George's. Actually, my Reigns bought it for me. <laughs> sweet, it's sweet. On the back, yeah. It's a, Very just, cool. Just a tank top I wear to the gym or something. But yeah, yeah that's what it what? is. The children love it when you wear what they buy you. Yeah, yeah, he's sending me always with that. You never wear my shirt. No, dude, it yeah. gives him a sense of happiness, man. It it mm. truly does. Like sometimes I'll put on something that little Miss Miss gave me. I may not want to. Yeah. But exactly. it makes them feel good, right? Yeah. All right. On that note, again, let's try this one more time. My name is Bobby Sampson. Joined as always with me, my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. In the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, subscribe, and share the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. And in the words of Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, till tomorrow, probably, that's it for Sap and Chance. Everybody have a great rest of your week. We will talk to you soon. Adios, muchachos.